This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 KYNO. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to provide our listeners the real facts and the real stats about our local market. We want to provide you with the information that will help you make informed decisions. Now, if you're not hearing this on the radio, you can stream the show by visiting our website, kynofresno.com, or download the mobile app on your phone and ask Alexa to play Kino Fresno. And if you missed a show, you can always go to the website and uh, listen to one of the archive shows. And I think that goes back a couple of years at least. So um, fantastic. And to help me with this today, and, and by the way, to our listeners, this is what makes this the most informative real estate talk show. It's not me, because I don't know everything. It's the fact that we have over 4,000 members that come in at, at, and every week we have a different guest with new information. All I gotta do is be the curious one to ask questions. And um, so to help me with that today, we've got a couple of guys here. One of them you've heard before on the show, Brandon Gonzalez uh, of Iron Key Real Estate. Brandon is the current professional standards co-chair, yeah. and you were also the 2018 president of the uh, Fresno Association Realtors and the 2021 MLS chair. We also have Johnny Hernandez Nolasco, um, and over the last five years of being licensed, um, you you work for is it it's EXP right? Yeah, it's EXP. Uh, all right, and um, you <laughs> excuse me, you're going to be a director this year for the California Association of Realtors, and you are the co-chair of the Professional Standards Committee. Johnny, good luck. You know, mm. being co-chair along with Brandon. Uh, you might be the one doing all the work. Well, good morning to you too, Don. Hey. <laughs> oh, you where, were listening. Where, where's the love? Uh, all man. right. And that's only because Brandon will let you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He, he won't hog all the work, I promise. No. Well, John, Johnny's already stepped up, so it's been a you know, uh, a short year so far, getting into the, the first month or getting into the second month of the year, but, but it's been already great seeing how Johnny stepped up and really you know, uh, taking on this role. So, yep, let's rock. Yeah, and I would just say, man, for me it's an honor because, you know, I have five years doing this, going on my sixth. Uh, you know, I, I've been involved with the association for a few years now, and uh, I'm just very passionate, Don. I'm very passionate about, you know, our profession and our industry, so I'm learning from, from a few of the best here. So, All right. thank you for having Likewise. us. Yeah. Um, so why why is it important to have professional standards in our industry yeah uh well great question obviously the professional standards is uh something that helps establish you know our obligation to conduct on a higher you know at a higher level right and um and basically it's the code of ethics and it's been brought to us by mm -hmm. the national association of realtors it's adopted as you know we are association members and so it's something that we not only can uh, abide by, 
but uh, there's there's great reminders in each standard of practice on you know how we should be conducting ourselves uh, day in and day out with you know not just our clients but also the general public and other brokers. All right, excellent. And I think what we really want is to have the the public perceive yep. the realtors as being professional rather than being just out for themselves. Right. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, on on our regards, we do everything we can so that, you know, we take care of our clients and we make sure that they have a great experience whenever they are working with a realtor, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Don, if I may, I also think it's important for those listening because, you know, code of ethics, schmethics, right? It's like, what does that all mean? Um, it basically, there's duties to clients and, and customers. Uh, there's duties to the public, to the general public, so for the people that we don't know, just being on the airwaves today, right, on how we conduct ourselves and the things that we say. And, and then, as I mentioned, uh, the third important one is duties to realtors. The other members, the other people that are licensees and, and you know, uh, ascribe to um, the same code of ethics. And so our hope, as you had mentioned, is that we can kind of enlighten people through Johnny's experience, through my experience, and, and the things that we do to not only make sure that we're living by this code, right, but also how do we instruct other agents uh, as a committee members, right? So we're volunteers out here. We're not getting paid for this, but we know that it's for the, the, the good for everybody. I've always felt like of all the committees that the association has, we have an education committee, a scholarship committee, uh, Young Professionals Network, professional standards has got to be the most important or at least tied for the most important uh, because it, it's um, one person can do a lot of damage mm. out there. One person not being honest with the public in their advertising right. can ruin, ruin it for others. Yeah. What would be an example of not being honest in advertising? I think even before you get into advertising, you know, when you're meeting with uh, a potential seller, right, a, an agent uh, attempting to secure a listing, you know, they're going to go on that appointment and obviously they're going to give an estimate of market value. They're going to uh, maybe give them an idea of how they're going to market the property, uh, but they cannot deliberately mislead as to what that property is truly worth. Right. And so uh, Johnny, uh, this is one thing, you know, we were able to, to um, lead uh, some newer members at orientation a couple weeks back. And we had a conversation about, well, what are some best practices for this? Or, you know, what are ways that, you know, you've worked it. So, uh, I'm going to let you kind of share, you know, what are ways that we as practitioners prepare ourselves so that we are not misleading them? Well, one, I mean, you got to, you know, you got to use, you know, proper data when you're, whenever you are talking to your clients, you know, when you're, when you're going on that listing appointment, you know, say how it is. You, you can't really hmm. mislead, you know, your client just to secure the listing. But my, but my house is worth more, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, everybody says that, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, my house is worth more. You know, you have that sentimental attachment to them, but you have to give them, you know, the facts. You have to tell them how it is. And you have to use proper resources that we have so that we, we can properly ad advise our clients, right? And help them educate the clients through this process of selling, you know, buying, etc so that they can make 
they ultimately they're the ones that they're the boss you know we're, yeah. we're just there to help them guide them through the process um, so what i'm hearing both of you say is maybe if a, a client is going through three different listing appointments mm -hmm. And, you know, two of them come in and say, well, I think your home's worth 400. Another one said, I think it's worth 395. And along comes one that says, oh, yeah, I could get you 450 for it. Right. Um, and that's, you know, and they're doing that to try to get you to list with them. Well, and Johnny brought up a good point. You know, it's what type of data are they bringing to the table? How are they substantiating that? Because essentially, an agent, if not go following the code of ethics and not doing the right thing uh, by their potential client, is um, are they knowledgeable about that property? You know, in that area, uh, do they do they have access and all the right resources? If they're a newer agent, did they bring somebody on maybe to even help them with that pricing strategy? So, you know, it's it's great how these standards of practice basically layer one another. Uh, to bring comfort to the potential client. And, and yes, you know, there are going to be times when maybe, you know, we're, we're aspiring for more because maybe this house has some upgrades and, and maybe it's, uh, you know, demand and, and supply is, is another factor. There's all these factors, right? But if you can't substantiate that, then yeah, you, you basically have, have come to violate a code of ethics. Yeah. And to add, just to add to that point too, I mean, you know, when you go on these listing appointments and, you know, numbers speak for themselves, right? You know, whenever you are following best practices, you're gonna have situations that, you know, they'll say, hey, but my house is worth this. Well, look, the market dictates your house is worth this. My job is, you know, my job is to get you as close to market value, if not more, whatever we can to get you guys in the right position, you know, but at the end of the day, the numbers don't lie and we have to be able to follow you know our code of ethics and standards of practice so that we are we have a fiduciary duty to our clients right so we have to be able to make sure that we can um you know help our clients in the best of their interests as well so i'm going to ask you to a, a wild question now and, yeah. and that is um you know we brought up the scenario of three different people three different agents going out and one of them overshooting mm -hmm. kind of on purpose i does everybody or should everybody adhere to these code of ethics uh, and professional standards? And um, or is it like many professions where there's always one bad apple? Well, absolutely, because here's the other side of that. Uh, let's say they do secure the listing and those sellers need to, to move in a timely fashion for you know, a, a number of reasons. Maybe it's a job relocation. Maybe, you know, there's tax ramifications tied to it. Maybe there's, uh, you, you know, again, a number of, of different reasons. Uh, maybe they have another home in escrow and they um, took this person as gospel or what they were telling them as gospel. And now they have an overpriced home that won't sell and they're missing out on all those other things, you know, because somebody wasn't being truthful. So it's absolutely important that they're truthful and can back it up with with data as Johnny said numbers don't lie yeah I, I mean Brandon hit it right on the money it's yeah it's absolutely you have you have to yes so what is what does our association do to make sure as many agents as possible adhere to these high standards well I mean we have a variety of way that we we adhere to these standards one of them is you know we do a new, a new member orientation where yeah any and all agents that are coming into the Fre uh, Fresno Association of Realtors 
they have to go through a new member orientation, which, you know, they get proper training and education on the code of ethics, standards of practice, you know, important things that once you're out in the field, you know, you're going to be able to implement these uh implement this to your to your profession and to your career yeah the other thing the association is doing is um, leadership team reaches out to to brokers so they host broker breakfasts so that they can bring to light you know maybe uh, big issues other topics as it relates to standards of practice as it relates to the code of ethics and and, you know um, that way they can then you know instruct their agents at their team meetings and so you know there's that network that's built in and as many have said, we are a self-policing, you know, um, association. So we want to talk to one another to make sure that, you know, we can get ahead of problems rather than letting them become something. And so that's what we're doing. All right. We're going to go to our first commercial break. But when we get back, we're going to talk more about this thing called the Code of Ethics. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio. Yep. Thank you. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. Here in the studio, we have Johnny Hernandez Nolasco of EXP Realty and co-chair of the Professional Standards Committee for the Fresno Association Realtors. We also have the other co-chair here, and that is Brandon Gonzalez of Iron Key Real Estate. Um, All right. So we've been talking about professional standards, why we have it and how important it is. Right. Yeah. Well, I I'd like to basically say, you know, um, I was enlightened early on regarding the uh, standards of practice or the code of ethics, you know, uh, because I got involved. Right. And, And so it's tough when. As Johnny had mentioned, you know, you go to orientation, they're talking about it. um, And and who really, I think, left a lasting impression was another broker from another, you know, another brokerage. And I think it's always thought that, you know, oh, we don't know how to cooperate with one another. And it's like, no, we, we actually share these practices so that we can make our profession better, essentially helping our customers and, and the general public. And, and there's a paragraph in the Code of Ethics that I want to read. And, and I know who wants to listen to somebody reading on a Saturday morning. But realizing that cooperation with other real estate professionals promotes the best interest of those who utilize their services, realtors urge exclusive representation of clients, do not attempt to gain any unfair advantage over their competitors, and they refrain from making unsolicited comments about other practitioners. In instances where their opinion is sought or where realtors believe their comment is necessary, their opinion is offered in an objective, professional manner, uninfluenced by any personal motivation or potential advantage or gain. And I think that's a critical, you know, paragraph because as they can see, you know, we've got to go into this with um, a, a servant's, you know, mindset out of the gate. And I love that word, cooperation. But first I have to tell our listeners, I'm totally impressed by Brandon. He just read that paragraph without using glasses. And not having my (laughs) coffee yet, so yeah. Yeah, there you go. And I see what you're reading off of. That print's not very big, so. No, I really had to focus there. (laughs) All right. We all must be young because none of us are wearing glasses here. No. All right. Um, So I love that word cooperation because that's what makes this business what it is. If somebody talked to me and said, Don, sell my home. How many people can I really 
realistically talk to to sell that home on my own if um, I don't cooperate with others. Right. So it's obviously in the best interest of the consumer to have cooperation. 100% done. Um. Yeah. And, and um, so let's get into that code of ethics now. Yep. Because this is what sets the bar, the right. standard. Um, and I do want to say this, that the Department of Real Estate and the state of California have their laws and their rules and regulations. These code of ethics and standard of practices go above and beyond that. Right. Now, as you, as you say that, Don, um, you know, there's a lot of, I think, just the general public that doesn't realize, you know, well, how often um, does this apply to the everyday you know, real estate practitioner. And I want to give everybody an example because when does real estate start to affect the consumer when they become a client? Well, when are they a client? When they have an agency relationship and they're writing offers or they've signed a listing agreement, right? So there's something in writing and, and they're starting to take these actions. And the one thing that's come up to me as professional standards chair over the years typically has to do with the offer submission process, right? And so for, for those listening, I, I want to let everybody know it's in our code of ethics, standard of practice 1-6, that realtors shall submit offers and counteroffers objectively and as quickly as possible. So there's always those buyers out there, especially in those crazy markets like we had, you know, a couple years back. Did my offer even get accepted or reviewed or was it even looked or was it given to the seller? And, and so as practitioners, if we don't, you know, now some people may ask what happens. Well, now they violated standard of practice and they can be held accountable uh, for their actions. And, you know, there's disciplinary actions for that. How are they held accountable? Well, depending on where they're at, you know, as far as, um, you know, if they've, if they've uh, violated before, if they're previous, you know, let's say they're bad actors, um, you know, it can go as far as fines. Obviously, they can add just at the first thing is they're going to be warned, right? Because sometimes it's education. And I know we were talking earlier with Johnny, and Johnny comes from being the chair for uh, YPN. So, you know, a lot of younger professionals getting to, into the business, um, they start to learn about how this is all going to work and communicate. And sometimes they don't have that, that education. And so it's nice to have these other committees that are helping. And that's one thing is that we usually warn them to educate them. Second is now they're going to start rolling into – you know, having something in their file, they're going to be fined, and then it can go down, uh, you know, to, to even as far as having their license revoked, depending on the severity of it. I had to sit on a professional standards panel one time, and wouldn't you know, one of my mentors, longtime mentors, was the violator. Mm. And um, we actually levied a monetary fine on him, and I felt horrible. How could I do this to such a good guy? Hmm. And um, afterwards, he came up to me and goes, Don, you did the right thing. I yeah. made a mistake. Yeah. Now, to me, that was professional standards. Yeah, you to, owned it. to admit he made a mistake, he was willing to pay for it. He didn't tell me that um, you know, the, the fine we gave him was too much or anything. Um, so uh, once again, he, he remained my mentor. Hmm. So. See, I mean, that's that's kind of one of the reasons that I got into professional standards, right? Because as, as Brandon mentioned, you know, coming from the Young Professionals Network over to professional standards now, it's it's a passion of mine. Our industry is a passion. 
for me, I want to make sure that, you know, we're operating in a sound and ethically way. Um, and I will say that, you know, one of my goals this year is to normalize that conversation with professional standards. You know, we are self-governing, self-governing. And, you know, we need to we need to make sure that we're able to help each other out, because at the end of the day, the sharper that we are as far as, you know, educated and we're running our business ethically, the better it is for the consumer and the clients, you know, and the general yeah. public as well. Absolutely. And I I really think, you know, if you were to take, you know, and for those that are just the listeners today that are like, OK, we're learning about this code of ethics thing. Article one. Uh, the, the the header for that is duties to clients and customers and Johnny's hitting on it what if a listing agent were to actually take the code of ethics into his listing appointment and show him the standards of practice that guide him how to present offers you know how to act as an agent when um, continuing to get offers and what his obligation is and so that the seller can then say hey you know once we have an accepted offer we want to shut off offers okay well standard of practice 1-8 says I have to keep taking them until the close of escrow unless I have something in writing from you right the general public needs to know that because then they get frustrated and then they think that somebody's pulling one on them and same with agents that don't know any better is they think huh they they don't like me they don't know me and so they're going with their buddy's offer or they're trying to double end it when at the end of the day, we've done stats on it, and double ending is is a very single digit number. You know, it's not something that's happening on a regular basis with all these people. So double ending means dual agency represented dual agency buyer and seller. Where the same agent who represents the seller represents the buyer also. Right, or it, even someone from their yeah. brokers, but more or less, okay. yes, that that. And, instance, and you're yeah. saying that that's less than 10%? Oh, absolutely. We've done the numbers, you, you know, when I was in MLS, uh, on the MLS committee. So cooperation, once again, is a key word. Yeah. 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 It, it, and to me, I really want to stress that word cooperation because that's the backbone of what makes our system work. And I know it's been under attack yeah. in the national news. Um, and, but hey, well, if 90% of the sales don't are involving cooperation and probably more than 92, right. it, um, that tells me how important that is. But, but Don, you've said a word in the past, and I think it's important that people understand, you know, there is still a competition of who's going to get the offer accepted. So what's the word that you put, what are the two words have you put together? It's actually three words, spirit of cooperation. Well, Coopetition is, you know, we are cooperating in a competitive environment. And so, and the reason I say that is because we as brokers are not out conspiring, you know, against the general public on, you know, how this thing's going to play out. No, we have, as we're stating, you know, these code of ethics that help us to cooperate, right? But it's still going to be competitive. I have a confession for you guys. When I came up with coopetition, uh -huh. I, I actually misspoke. I stuttered, and, 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 oh, but, it came, but it came out good. And the timing was perfect, too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not being good. It's being lucky. Yeah. yeah. And I, w I would like to add to what Brandon was saying right now, um, as far as like the agency, right, dual agency. In the Code of Ethics, there's a standard of practice that we have to disclose that as well, too. Just for our, uh, for our listeners that are tuning in this morning, I want you guys to know the code of ethics it's not a one-page document it's a pretty lengthy document and and the font 
it's not it's not a big font you know yeah. it's it's a lengthy document you almost though. need glasses almost yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. not not yet for me but almost okay so there are three different sections of the code of ethics and like brandon was saying the first one is duties to clients and customers and there are how many articles Do, in there i should know this off the top of my head well it, it runs basically through it, it creates nine other articles right with additional standards of practice then you get into article 10 duties to the public right um <clears throat> Well, and so, you know, depending on how you want to break it up, Don, uh, there's a lot, right? And then mm-hmm. once we get to the back end of it, now we have Article 15, duties to realtors. So there's, like I said, those three headers and then subcategories. All right. Hang on to those thoughts because we're yes. going to our next commercial break. But stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio we have Mr. Brandon Gonzalez of Iron Key Real Estate and uh, co-chair of the Professional Standards Committee. And his other co-chair is Johnny Hernandez Nolasco of EXP Realty. Okay, we've been talking about the code of ethics. We've been talking about the sta- uh, how that kind of sets the bar for professional standards. Um, because we want to, we want realtors to have a uh, really high standard, and we want people to look up to us and, and say, "Hey, I know they're going to be honest." So earlier we said in this code of ethics that's put out by the National Association of Realtors, and by the way, it's over a hundred years old. I think it's like 112, 113 years old. Yeah. There's three sections to it. We, we touched on the first one, duties to clients and customers. The second one is duties to the public, to the general public. Um, so like advertising and things like that would come out in there. And then the, the third one is duties to other realtors. There's a couple of really important ones here. Not that they're, they're all important, but. <laughs> a few of them that stand out to you, Don? What's that? I said a few of them that stand out to you more. Yeah, yeah. So here's Article 12, which is in duties to the public. Realtors shall be honest and truthful in their real estate communications and shall present a true picture in their advertising, marketing, and other representations. Mm. Give us some examples there. Yeah. Well, I think um, I can go back a little bit in time, you know, when we saw a lot of the bank-owned properties, right? And uh, what was happening is you had people that were misleading. They were over, they were, they were fluffing a home to make it look very presentable. When you show up, you know, with a buyer who's excited and they say, you know what? They photoshopped a lot of the exterior photos, right? And so now they're frustrated. They're, you know, the property's a little underwhelming. And, and I'll throw myself out there. I remember I, ha- um, I had a photographer who was really wanting to earn my business and uh, they thought it would be they, they thought it, they saw a few things that just looked out of place so they took out the power lines they yeah. took off the hvac which was you know kind of showing itself in the horizon they added the 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 sunset you know on the south side of the you know the house was north facing and so you know people were showing up saying man this house looks completely different i'm like oh boy i didn't realize it looked that you know i just when i saw the pictures i was thrown off and i said you know what um 
I right now am violating the code of ethics. And so we made the corrections and uh, little did he know, right? And then we had to inform even our vendors on what we have to abide by and, and, mm-hmm. and, um, and the corrections were made. And, and you know, there's a sales technique that um, goes hand in hand. This is not part of the code of ethics. It's a sales technique and that is under promise and over deliver. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas you, um, that, that appeared to be an over promise and under delivery. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So, um, so you see somebody on TikTok or social media. Yeah. I knew we were going to go there. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know me, I'm a big yeah. technological junkie. <laughs> right. You're a big TikToker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, somebody making claims that uh, I've sold five homes on this block yeah but it's so it makes it look like you're an area specialist you really know your stuff but you haven't done it so that's who who calls them on this well in all honesty it typically gets brought up right um maybe even to the broker and then the broker would would let their uh, agent know hey you know we can't make those claims because now we're potentially or we're directly violation of article 12 of the code of ethics and again, you know, um, now I am definitely one of those old school guys who say, hey, let's let's talk it. Let's talk it out before we have to go that route, you know, um, unless it's malicious and it's consistently uh, happening. And um, and usually people get it worked out. Right. They're excited. Everybody's trying to promote themselves. And maybe they were on a team that represented some of those and now they broke off or maybe they they misrepresented that it was their brokerage, not them. Right. I mean, uh, so we uh, we can't get too creative like you said earlier you know uh, to a point where it's misleading and so i think that can happen quite a bit and just to add to that i mean you know once you're out in the field you know as a realtor you're you know trying to generate business and you're in the mix of everything right it can it can kind of get overwhelming you might start to forget certain things you know certain practices but it's very important that's why you know we said it in the beginning we are self-governing uh self-governing that we are able to call this out you know work it out and then move forward and i guarantee you that once that happens the likelihood of that happening again it won't unless you know well and don sorry i want to add one other thing because donnie um, johnny's brought up a really good point you know our obligation when advertising is not just a true picture of the property but like who we really are if we're a licensee and we, we're not a part of an association, we haven't gone through code of ethics training, we can't call ourselves realtors, right? I mean, there's a, a distinction with that. Uh, also, if they start throwing up certifications or designations that they um, don't keep current, that also is misleading the public. So I think it's important to know that, I think it's important as the pub for the public to know that we can't take everything at face value, right? And that's why it's important when you sit down and you meet with an agent, you know, you ask these questions and uh, maybe say, hey, what questions should I be asking, you know, a licensed professional like yourself and say, hey, I, pres- I subscribe to the, the code of ethics and this is why. Mm-hmm. And I could see that because a client might decide to use a certain realtor because of all these exaggerated reasons, right? you know, oh, this guy had um he's a phd in real estate yeah (laughs) right when actually there is no designation of phd in real estate well i guess you could go to college and yeah you get a business degree in that yeah i take that back 
All right. But the designations we're talking about would be things like CRS, Certified Residential Specialist. SRS. Yeah. Um, okay. There's another article, Article 15. Let's talk about that. Realtors shall not knowingly or recklessly make false or misleading, misleading statements about other real estate professionals, their businesses, or their business practices. You know what, Don, I want to mention something with, you mentioned earlier, 4,000 members just in the Fresno market. We have over 5,500 MLS subscribers. So that means outside, you know, um, agents that are also selling or, or potentially have clients in this area. And when you think about the state, and when you think about all the different ways that people can communicate, social media being a big one, I'm actually more impressed that we don't get as many complaints on this. I think we, we've done a good job, especially as brokers, as team leads, as managers, um, to say, hey, we got to clean it up. You know, we can't be bad mouthing other agents out there um, because you can be exposed quick. I think mm -hmm. the one thing that you can also, hey, I'm going to talk bad about an agent out there. People will lay it on you pretty quick if, if you're, you know, um, if they catch on to that. Another thing to note, too, I mean, I think both of you guys can agree, you know, the Fresno market, Clovis market, it's not it's not that big, you know. So a lot it, you get to know who's who real soon. Right. Yeah. So. Some of us have good memories. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and you know, it, I was taught by ah, this goes back to that mentor that I had to find one time. Hmm. He what he taught me is don't ever put another person, uh, another company down tell what your benefits are right you know uh this is why we do what we do rather than saying that other company's no good because they don't do this well and think of it from you know uh someone listening that's getting ready to sell their home if they're sitting down with an agent the first thing they're going to do is start talking about about another agent not only are they violating you know the code of ethics but is that somebody that you want to operate with and they're probably not very good at cooperation or coopetition. Yeah, right. It, it, yeah, if they're trashing the other somebody else, they're not going to be yeah, working tell me what in you that. Do good. I don't need to hear about what you think they're not doing right. What exactly. do you do good? Ah, yeah, there you go. You'd be an excellent client, Brandon. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you tell thinking us what you want. I'm thinking about selling something soon, so let's talk. All right. <laughs> um, so what um so article 15 talks about knowingly or recklessly making false or uh, misleading statements. What are some, I, I guess, going back to that thing we talked about earlier about misleading on the price. Yeah. Going yeah. in really high. Well, another thing has to do in open houses. It's big and everybody's getting ready for open houses right now. And, and there's going to be times when people go into an open house, you know, the, the customers or clients, even for that matter, and not knowing, uh, or an agent should be asking that, hey, are you working? You know, have you signed something with another agent? You know, um, because maybe that maybe that customer or that uh, that person who's come through the open houses is, is inquiring a, quite a bit, right? And it's getting to the point where, well, now you're starting to ask some pretty important questions. So, you know, I think it's time that I ask, you know, are you working with another agent or have you signed something with another agent? And then, oh, you're working with uh, Joe Schmo, oh God, Lee, nobody works with him anymore. You know, then obviously that's not the, the way to handle that situation. Yeah. All right. So, um, and that's really important. You touched on the thing that's really important about um, signing something. So nowadays, 
there are more and more agents that are asking a buyer to mm -hmm. sign what's called a buyer broker agreement. So basically the, the buyer is listing their services with a realtor. So yeah. we have a thing where we don't interfere in another realtor's um, contract. So if um, Johnny finds out that somebody has a, a buyer broker agreement with Brandon, Buyer representation agreement. Yeah. Don, Don, Don's remembering when it was three forms and it was a buyer broker, and now they've consolidated buyer representation because that's what we're looking to do, right, is represent. Mm -hmm. and maybe I misspoke again, and maybe I'm going to come up with a brilliant <laughs> one. You will. Yeah, you have a zinger a little later too, I'm sure. <laughs> I'll get you back. Yeah. And, and see, that's why, we, you know, that's why we have the cooperation within, you know, the Fresno Clovis market within, you know, the Fresno Association of Realtors. So if that happens, you know, I pick up the phone, hey, Brandon, you know, I have this going on. We communicate and then we're able to solve something and diffuse it real quick instead of, you know, instead of taking it somewhere that it doesn't need to be, right? Mm -hmm. And that goes back to, again, you know, the code of ethics. We Once, once we abide by the code of ethics, Don, for everybody that's listening to us, like, you know, you operate the right way, mm -hmm. you get good results, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, with that thought, we're going to our next commercial break, right. but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio on 940 KYNO. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And we're here in the studio talking with Johnny Hernandez Nolasco of EXP Realty. And we're also talking with Brandon Gonzalez of Iron Key Realty. And you two are the co-chairs of F, the Association of Realtors Professional Standards Committee. Indeed we are. Yeah. So, um, okay. So we've been talking in the prior segments about the code of ethics, professional standards, what happens if somebody violates that? And, and let me throw an example out mm. there. A member of the public says, my realtor did not represent me and it cost me money. Yeah. What can they do? Some consumers think the first place they go is the Department of Real Estate. I, I, excuse me. Some realtors think that the consumer goes straight to the Department of Real Estate because that is a governing body that does look out for the consumers. Uh, but in, in this case, they should contact the association office and then file a complaint. And then that complaint will be brought to the, the committee. Uh, they'll review, you know, then they'll have an opportunity to review to see what code of ethics was violated. And if, believe it or not, if any other, you know, um, anything uh, related to it, if it was from a listing and there was maybe some MLS thing, you know, so we have an opportunity to, to see uh, and open up that potential complaint. Um, and from there, if, if it does, you know, uh, hold some weight, if it does hold some weight, if it holds some weight, then we then will take it to, you know, a, a panel hearing. So, and I think the, the original grand, um, grand jury, not, not grand jury, mm. the original panel is the grievance committee. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So there is a mm -hmm. grievance committee tied to professional standards. So there's, uh, due process for sure, right? I mean, you have both sides that get an opportunity to respond. So you have uh, a claimant and a respondent. And in this, came, uh, in this case that you had brought up, obviously the claimant would be the, the customer or the client. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was 
uh, a broker previously, I received a phone call. There was a very distraught uh, buyer who was upset that his offer did not get accepted. Mm. And he really felt like there was something wrong. So I did the preliminary work. Um, I, I looked into it and I went and spoke to him and I said, you know, they were asking 300,000 and you offered 280. Yeah. They had multiple offers and they actually received higher than their asking price. So there was no violation. And that made them feel good to know that, okay, yeah. it got looked at. Now I understand why maybe that realtor didn't do it. His realtor didn't do a good job of explaining this is why you lost. Um, but there you go. Yeah. All right. So um, let's say the grievance committee says, yeah, that was a violation of Article 15, or, or it appears to be. Yeah. Uh, what happens then? Uh, then a panel actually they'll reach out to um, the professional standards uh, committee and and see you know who would be available right they want to make sure that they're uh, giving this uh, these people a fair uh, opportunity so that there's nobody that represented them or maybe there's a, a they're a past client so they have to make sure if there's anybody that needs to be rec uh, recused that this would be the opportunity and we can strike them from the list of panelists and then. Um, yeah, and then basically from there, you know, the, they'll they'll get an opportunity to present their their case. Approximately, how many people are on this professional standards committee? Close to 30, 30 maybe forty. You okay. know, it's it's ever growing. You know, so quite a uh, potential list of people that would fit. Yeah, the jury box for sure. And if you think we're going back to what Johnny said, you know, we have uh, an association that that stretches quite a bit. So. You know, um, and the more that I think of it, because we have an annual training and that room is always full and, and that room can fit 50 plus. So, you know, but just to give you an idea, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, in the fit in the range of 50. All right. Yeah. So and I understand there's an arbitration side and an ethics side. Correct. Yes. Arbitration is for money. The disputes over over money. Strictly money. That's okay. it. And then on the ethics side, it's it's uh, if you violated any, you're looking for a hand slap. That's at, at the minimum. At minimum. Hmm. What if it's both? Which one gets heard first? It would be the uh, the arbitration. Okay. Yeah. All right. And and so, um, what are the benefits to the public? from having this big to do about a code of ethics? I think it creates accountability, you know, that if somebody did uh, do something wrong or, or even if, uh, you know, maybe they were on their way of doing something wrong and maybe it didn't get to that point, that there's some accountability and then there's reminders on how they should be, you know, acting as real estate professionals. And I would say it just reinforces what we, we do as realtors, you know. We are advocates for home ownership. We our advocates for community, um, for the, those that are listening, you know, we are here for you guys and, and that's what we, that's what we are. So, uh, I would say it just reinforces what, who we are already. And, you know, and I heard something this past week that really made me feel good about our industry and how we, um, self police and how we have these standards that are greater than what the, 
state of California's laws are. I, um, I had a person call me up and say, hey, I have a friend of a friend who things didn't go well on their escrow. Do you mind if they call you so they can see what they can do? And I said, sure. So they called. That person had nothing but good to say about their realtor. Hmm. And, and it happened to be um, just one of those things. The air conditioner broke in the middle of summer. And, um, you know, but she talked about how their realtor went above and beyond. Um, so I, I gave her yeah. some things that she could do, but it was more of a mechanical thing than it was uh, professional standards or code of ethics because she was totally, I'm going to even say, she was totally impressed by the service she received from her realtors. I would like to add to that, Don, just, you know, uh, for those that are listening, we aim to give our, our clients the highest level of service we can possibly give. And I know that, you know, both you guys sitting here, you guys know that we work extremely hard for our clients and we're there for them. So just for the people that are listening, you know, we're here for you guys at the end of the day. Right on. All right. Great. So, um, let me ask you, what do you want our listeners to remember most about today's show? Uh, me personally, this is Brandon Gonzalez speaking, uh, for the record. No, uh, I know voices kind of get, you know, uh, confused on the radio, but I think it's important to know that we have a playbook and this playbook, if executed, can, can win Super Bowls over and over and over. Right. You, and the great thing is you've got the players that need to execute. And, and so, um, I'm very passionate about these standards of practice because if, if done correctly, they get our clients the end result they're looking for. Okay. So you're saying um, this is our playbook and, and the realtor and the client should work together to to do that in a proper manner. Absolutely. Johnny, what, what do you say? Um, I would just say that I want the public to know that we have, you know, we train we we are constantly educating and making ourselves better for you guys at the end of the day you know we're here for you guys and i want to re-emphasize that point because without them there is no us right so that's that's the the main thing that i want them to get from this and i'm gonna piggyback on what you just said yes we we do train uh, to be on that professional standards committee which i i'm on it myself Every year you have to sit through, isn't it like a three-hour class or four-hour class? But anyway, I've done that for how many decades now? Mm. But um, still do it because it, you learn something every time. Absolutely. Or at least yeah. you get reminded of it every right. time. <laughs> okay. We got about a minute left. So, Brandon. Yes. What's your best real estate advice? A uh, bit cliche, but uh, what I would give... The advice I would give out is, you know, take the time. I always say, slow down before you got to speed up. Sit down and meet your realtor. Have that consultation. Ask questions and go from there. All right. Johnny Hernandez. My best advice would be properly vet, you know, properly vet your realtors, properly vet the people that you're working with, just properly vet so that you can have a successful real estate experience. All right. Perfect. And just as our listeners have properly vetted Welcome Home Radio, and that's why they mm -hmm. tune in every week. I just made that up. 
<laughs> All right. Thank you, Don, for having us. Yeah. yeah. Thank you hey, for thank us, you guys. And uh, we'll be back again next week. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO, every Saturday from 9 to 10. Don, about that coffee?